Welcome to this special edition of the Connect Extension podcast, brought to you by the Extension Foundation. The Extension Foundation is a nonprofit organization designed to be the engine fueling U.S. Cooperative Extension's advancement in making a more visible and measurable impact in support of education outreach from land-grant universities and colleges located in every state and territory. The Extension Foundation is embedded in the U.S. Cooperative Extension System and serves on the Extension Committee on Organization and Policy. It provides an array of opportunities for Extension professionals that foster innovation creation, the adoption of innovations at member institutions, and increased impact of Extension programs. This work is supported by membership dollars and funding from USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture, grant number 2020 41595-30124. We are returning for a very special episode of the Connect Extension podcast, where we have embarked upon a national Juntos road trip. And I'm joined by Diana Urieta. She's the Senior Director, Co-Developer, and Extension Specialist for the Juntos program out of North Carolina State University. On the previous episode, we connected with the Juntos program in Oregon out of Oregon State University. And in this episode, we're going to be touching base with the programs in California, in Washington State, and in Wisconsin. So let's rewind the tape real quick as a reminder of where we left off and where we're going to be going now. So where do you want to go to next? Oh, man. Let's go to California. So we're going to California to connect with the Juntos program there. Diana, since we have a minute here, could you tell me what makes Juntos successful? So in order for Juntos to be successful and in order for it to be sustainable and for it to continue to grow, we have had some amazing partners the past 12 years. And, you know, I really have to thank some of our extension, state extension directors, specifically, you know, Dr. Bonanno here at NC State, um, the leaders at Oregon State, Dr. Scott Reed, um, the schools that have said yes, um, I think also the community college systems and presidents who have said yes uh, to us, and they see the impact that, um, that we can have together, right, uh, within the success of, of this particular uh, student population. There's, there's a lot of foundations that have dedicated their talent, uh, their expertise, and invested financially um, in North Carolina and in other in other states. So just definitely grateful for that. And, you know, through Extension Foundation and the NTAE award, we have just been able to progress 
some of the work nationally that there's no way we could have gotten there if if we didn't have the support of the catalyst and um, every single um, individual that provided their expertise. So I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about how we can do this work better. Our message has always been, uh, it's not about us and them, it's about us working together. Uh, and, and, you know, you see the diversity in Juntos, even if it, it serves a certain population, we have seen how this program has brought people together uh, to better understand each other, uh, to engage in resources that were not known within a particular community. And so we can, we can just move forward from here. Now that we're in California, we're going to be picking up Claudia. And for our listeners, in this episode, we're going to be connecting with Juntos programs that are a little bit newer in terms of their implementation in their states. And I see Claudia now. Welcome, Claudia. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Claudia Diaz, and I'm the Fortich Youth Development Advisor for Riverside and San Bernardino Counties. And I work for the University of California Agriculture and Natural Resources Division. When did you first implement Juntos in California? We first uh, implemented Juntos in 2016. We started all the preparation, and our first cohort actually started on the fall 2017. And uh, we ran a successful program for three years until many of our participants, uh, you know, graduated, went into college or moved further, uh, you know, in their post-secondary education. So why have the Juntos program in California? Why is it important to your state? Well, Juntos was really an opportunity for us as extension educators to bring together a lot of community partners and work towards a common goal. You know, the spirit of Juntos that its name mentioned is just working together. And California has a lot of programs uh, that does prepare youth for college and career, but they don't necessarily build the skills in the youth to be successful. What I always explain my partners is that uh, another programs open the door from Fox to walk in, but we in Juntos make sure that we open the door and that we like give the kid the backpack that they are going to need with all the tools for them to be successful until they uh, graduate from college of any type of post-secondary education that they pick. And so it was really important for us to have a different mindset, right? A lot of programs like push kids into college, but we wouldn't want to empower youth and also rely on their communities, right? Because we are all trying to get that goal, but everybody was working in their own little arena. So Juntos was the opportunity to really like um, make a synergic effort about, you know, college and career readiness in our state. What is your vision for Juntos in your state? What are your greatest hopes for this effort? I think uh, California, we're lucky among our Latino communities to really, our schools are doing a great job uh, creating this uh, college-going culture, uh, but my main hope for Juntos and the school districts and our partners is that we not only create a college going culture, but where we create that supporting environment, right? When like whatever goal you have in mind, 
whether it's, you know, like becoming a certified plumber, like going to a community college or jumping into a four college degree, that they know that uh, our environment matters. So that that becomes from my personal goal to my family goal, to my whole community goal, and knowing that everybody can play a role of making a young person successful in their adult years. So as you continue to have success with this program, what are your greatest needs? I think, as I mentioned, Juntos has this collective vision and uh, it's I always explain to my partners like, you know, you need to be a slow first to go fast later or like you can get there faster alone. But then you can get like, you know, in a better way when we do it together, even if it's at the beginning, things like a slower pathway. And so I think for Juntos, the biggest challenge is just really having the staff time dedicated to coordinate these efforts uh, because different agencies has different schedules, different youth and different families have different needs. So having that staff person on the ground, you know, talking to all parents, to all agencies, to all the school teachers, to all the principals, uh, that's usually the biggest challenge. Yeah, like everybody want to support or sponsor one kid, but they don't necessarily want to sponsor the coordination behind the scenes, right? And so like that's for us the biggest challenge to continue the program. As you are doing this work, what extension best practices are emerging? I think just seeing the family as our primary unit, uh, we're lucky in California to have 4-H within the youth families and communities. So we definitely had like that greater understanding about like in order to help the youth, you need to connect with the family, right? Uh, but particularly with Latino communities, uh, helping bridge the communication between you, the families, and helping diminish those tensions that may happen. In other cultures, just going uh, to college might become like, you know, everybody gets excited, but sometimes for Latino families, uh, moving someone out of the household is not the practical norm, you know, like the best option is always just go to the college that you have behind, right? And so I think the extension practice is just assessing the needs of the community, which, you know, in a larger context is like, what does this youth want for their future and what his or her family wants and then like as we respond to needs assessment just really listening and saying like um, sitting with them and designing program with the community and not for the community. Claudia thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experience and the work that you're doing with the Juntos program in California. Diana and I have a couple more stops on our trip so we're gonna drop you off here back home. So Deanna, we have a long drive up to Washington, but I wanted to go ahead and ask you to share any reflections you have on our conversation with Claudia. With California, um, I have to give kudos to California because they really were able to, yes, they had funding for a couple of years, but they were able to take that funding and really spread it and grow in multiple counties. And the uh, specialists and educators really embrace this program, but, you know, um, uh, she's right in saying we need those organizers because we've got all these partners and we need those coordinators uh, to really be able to take it to the next level. Well, Diana, on this space-time continuum that we are traveling, we have made it to Washington State, and we're going to be picking up Alex. I think I see him now. 
Welcome, Alex. It's great to be in the great state of Washington. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, my name is Alex Martinez. I'm the Latinx Outreach Coordinator for the uh, Washington State University Whatcom Extension Office here in Bellingham, Washington. When was Juntos first implemented in Washington? I would say that it started back in November, December of 2019, so last year. Not so long ago, um, I first heard about Juntos uh, through my boss, who told me about the program and asked me if I wanted to go to a conference in Idaho. So I attended a conference in Idaho, a training uh, a training program in Idaho, and I learned about Juntos, and he was like, well, how did it went? And I said, I really liked it. I I mean, I would love to have the program here in Washington State, in our, in our county more specifically. And uh, we started a pilot. Um, we talked to a school district here in outside of where I live, uh, about 20 minute drive. Um, it's a rural community. Uh, the population at the community is 10 to 15 percent Latinos, and the school district is 20 to 30 percent. And so we talked to the principals of uh, the middle school and they said, yes, we would like to have the program here. And we started um, collaborating with another person that works for the district. Her name is Silvia Mendoza. Uh, she's the Latino person that works in Nooksack Valley School District. And she connected us with uh, the families. And we were able to gather about 10 to 15 families uh, who said they were interested in the program. And uh, we were able to start a pilot a few months later in November. And I think about eight of them showed up to the first training out of the six-week training that Juntos uh, offers. Uh, I would say like seven or eight of them showed up and it went down like that. So it started back in 2019. Uh, but because of COVID, uh, we had to do everything online. So it was, everything was through Zoom. And a lot of the families uh, were new to uh, the platform, which is like Zoom and Teams. And many of them don't know how to use a computer. So it was really uh, stressful for them and also stressful for us to, like, to implement the program through Zoom because there's a lot of activities that we have to do in person. And we were not able to do that uh, due to the, the, the pandemic. You've touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to share some more. Why Juntos in your state? Why was it important to bring the Juntos program to Washington? I think it's very important because there is a big, uh, it's the Latinx community, the Latino community isn't as big as uh, other states like California, uh, Florida, New York. It's us. It's a small community, but I think it's important because a lot of the Latinos uh, who want to join, uh, I mean, not who want to join, but who want to go to uh, higher education don't have the resources. And I feel like Juntos will provide that for them. And yeah, that's what we're hoping to get them involved in Juntos so they can do better in in classes during their high school year and hopefully uh, get them enrolled in higher education. So that's our hope. And I think like Juntos will do that for them. So speaking of hopes, what is your greatest hope for this effort? What's your vision for Juntos? Yeah, yeah. the overall vision for Juntos, I mean, for me personally, I, I would love to see Juntos grow in my community, which is uh, Whatcom County, but I would also love uh, for Juntos to have 
uh, to be implemented in other counties in Washington state. Uh, I know that there are other counties that are trying to get it. Uh, not really sure which counties, but I think there's maybe one or two more who are interested in uh, having the program, but that's my hope to have it a much, a much bigger Juntos program in our state. As you are moving forward with your implementation of Juntos, and I know you're really still getting started with this, but what are your greatest needs moving forward? Since we're starting small, I would say that, uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that another coordinator or maybe uh, one paid volunteer maybe, being able to pay someone that, uh, that could be able to help us out because there's only two of us, uh, myself, who I've been through the uh, training uh, in person at, at Idaho. And we have another person, which is like, uh, Silvia Mendoza, who's the other uh, coordinator. Uh, but yeah, we'll, if we do get this program going in person, I would say that we will need uh, maybe another person to help us out. And maybe materials such as like uh, uh, boards, if we need computers, things like that. Are there any extension best practices for working with Latinx communities that are emerging as you implement this program? Well, I started in extension as the Latinx outreach coordinator. And what I've been trying to do is uh, bring for, well, I'm trying, I'm doing my own small program of 4-H, which is totally different of what the original 4-H is all about. Um, my program is called 4-H para familias latinas or 4-H for uh, Latino families. Uh, and what I do here is, is to bring cultural awareness uh, to the community. And I feel like that's uh, a point to get the Latino communities engaged. What I do is try to teach the, uh, the young, uh, young students or young uh, Latino students about the Latino culture. And how I do this is through uh, various activities such as uh, folkloric dancing, which is very uh, unique to the to our culture, and that brings a lot of uh, like attention to the community. Like some, I we've done performances around uh, our county, at uh, our university here. Um, we also did performing at the at the fair, and a lot of people were able, like were like oh. What is uh, what is this? Because I've never seen this before. Uh, we're interested in joining, or how do I join? How do I do this? And how do I do that? So that's how. Because I don't think there are any other programs like for uh, H para familias latinas in the extension offices around Washington State. Uh, and I think that's one. It's it, it's key to bring uh, Latinos to join for H and then introduce them to uh, juntos for H juntos juntos for H. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. It is great to hear your perspective on the Juntos program in Washington State. Diana and I have one more stop on our trip for this episode, so we are going to drop you off back home. So, Diana, I do want to get your feedback on what Alex just shared about the Juntos program in Washington State, but we do have a long hike over to Wisconsin, so I'm thinking we could take a break. We can crank up some tunes, and we'll chat about both Wisconsin and Washington after we get there. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 
We are in Wisconsin now, and we are picking up Adam, Joe, and Sarah to connect with them on the Juntos program in their state. Welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, my name is Adam Trenzo. I'm a youth and families educator, so I'm a county educator in rural Trempolo County with UW-Madison uh, Division of Extension um, in Wisconsin. Hello, my name is Joe Maldonado. I am the Community Youth Development Program Manager for the University of Wisconsin-Madison Division of Extension. Hi, I'm Sarah Hawks. I'm a family and community educator with Extension in Racine County in southeastern Wisconsin. When was Juntos first implemented in Wisconsin? Um, We started Juntos in 2016 in Wisconsin, in Racine County. So why Juntos in Wisconsin? What's the value of bringing this program to your state? Sure. Um, So Extension in Racine County had just finished a five-year Cypher grant program. And uh, after we concluded that grant, we were trying to figure out what to do next with families because families, we had uh, established relationships with families and we wanted that relationship to continue. And um, just through doing some research, we learned about the Juntos program in North Carolina and thought that that would be a nice next step in Wisconsin. So um, I applied for an innovation grant in 2016 through extension and received that. And then from there, that's where we got trained in middle school juntos and started a pilot project in Racine County. So, um, you know, Wisconsin, much like other states is um, rapidly becoming uh, more culturally diverse. Um, And with the Latinx population in Wisconsin, it's uh, that cuts across both rural and urban areas. So having a priority to focus on um, young people and families, specifically uh, around college access is critical. And um, the importance of ensuring that our state institutions, as well as our privates and our um, two-year colleges are really representative of what our state is becoming Uh, is really critical um, to achieving the mission of expanding access and extension. We wanna make sure that um, who we serve is um, reflecting what our state looks like. Um, More importantly, we wanna make sure that uh, families not only have access to college, but also have access to the product of what college produces, better outcomes around health, around um, wealth, around income, um, around happiness and um, around access to the workforce. And that's a critical need for um, particularly our immigrant communities here in, here in Wisconsin. Yeah, so my journey is a little bit different um, from Sarah's in that like I have a very large Latino population in a couple of um, cities in my area, very rural. And the general idea was, all right, let's get some of these folks together. So we got, you know, 20 or 30 people together for these um, kind of big discussions about like, what do we want for our community? What assets do we have? How do we want to access those things? Lots and lots of conversation. And the key things that were boiled down after that were like, 
We want to build community in our area. We want something for our kids to do. We want to prepare them to graduate high school. And we want to like understand things about college. So I got on Google and just like typed in all of those things and up popped Juntos and I brought it to the next meeting. They're like, yep, that's, that's it. That's what works. And so from there, I got in touch with Sarah and Sarah and I talked more and, you know, here we are. So Adam, I'll just start there with you. What are your greatest hopes for this effort and what's your vision for Juntos? Um, I think thinking about my own community, I would like to see Juntos woven into the fabric of um, the Arcadia and Independence areas where I live locally um, and have it be a, a driving force for bringing people together, talking, having something for kids to do, meeting a lot of the very specific desires of, uh, of the people who live, live in my community. Um, when I look at it a little bit more kind of globally, kind of at the state level, I would like the ability to a lot have a lot of these uh, folks in my community be uh, have access to um, a lot of those sort of college connections that um, other folks maybe take for granted. Joe and Sarah, same question for both of you. What are your greatest hopes for this effort? What's your vision for Juntos? Uh, for me, it's partnership. It's uh, ensuring that um, our local county educators. Um, have and are able to maintain strong relationships with um, their school districts, their um, local two and four year institutions, um, their flagship uh, institutions, such as the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and also to um, the higher education professionals that are at those institutions. Um, because, you know, oftentimes different colleges and universities are always sort of seeking out how do we access underserved populations. And, you know, our extension educators are really one of the keys to be able to doing that. They, they know, they live in the communities that they're in. They know the teachers, the principals, um, the administrators at the school district. Um, they have access to community spaces. They have access to research on what are the best practices for, you know, ensuring um, college and career access. And they're that linkage between um, the university, the technical colleges, and um, the young people and the organizations in their community. So I, I wanna be able to make sure that we're building out what are the best practices? What are the, all the technical things that you need to know um, to be able to build partnerships and lead programming? But more importantly, what are the sort of softer dynamics of um, building relationships in a culturally um, responsive way. And, you know, for many of our educators who aren't from immigrant communities or aren't um, Spanish speaking or are, are not Latinx, they, um, you know, are, are pushing themselves to be able to learn things and step outside of their comfort zone uh, in ways that will ultimately make them grow as professionals, but will also um, build more inclusion in, in their communities. So I, I want to be able to see us have the tools to be able to do the things that we um, need to do and do them exceptionally well and continue, continue to improve uh, over time. I think for me, it's all about the families and 
making sure that parents and students and our community partners um, that we're just all really working together to make sure that our first generation college students, our immigrant students are able to have all those opportunities in terms of accessing higher education, um, understanding the steps to get there. Um, I, th I think that's so important. And um, also for parents, you know, just, I feel like parents really value the Juntos program because they, they really want this information. They usually know what they want for their student, for their child. Um, and that comes through loud and clear. I feel like in the Juntos program that they already have this life that they're envisioning for their, for their student. And so parents really, you know, they, they really listen carefully to what's presented in the Juntos program. They want to learn, they want to uh, support their students. So I feel like that's one of the big things with Juntos is helping the parents to support their child. Um, and then eventually, I mean, once this becomes more of like the fabric of the community, um, you know, that we're creating this culture of awareness of higher education and making sure that families know that it's possible and that they can, they can achieve this. Um, so really, that would be my, my greater goal with Juntos. And what's your greatest need as you continue to have success with this program? Well, I feel like local needs uh, locally in Racine County, you know, it just continues to be developing partnerships and reaching out to families to make sure that, um, you know, we're casting a wide net and families know about the Juntos program. So, you know, that's really what we're focused on locally, especially in the past year um, with COVID, where some of those partnerships have been, you know, harder. It's been harder to reach families in the last year. Uh, I would say um, statewide, right, as we're building our Juntos Wisconsin team, it is just more about establishing our infrastructure and support system at the state level so that we can continue to grow. So we're still kind of exploring what that means in terms of more dedicated staffing, more dedicated funding, um, but just what do we need in terms of supporting the educators at the county level as they are looking to expand the program? Um, I think the greatest need is centralized coordination. We have, um, you know, two excellent um, team leads um, in, who have really moved this work forward, uh, especially in the pandemic. However, they also have their own um, particular workloads in their, in their counties. And um, I think it's going to be important to establish some sort of a statewide specialist um, that focuses on college and career access, um, particularly Juntos, um, as well as some other programming here in Wisconsin. And being able to have um, somebody who can build those relationships with those higher educational institutions, um, you know, do some long-term planning, um, continuous improvement, work with our uh, evaluators, um, and also work with me to be able to you know, ensure we're taking this program to the next level. Um, the other thing I think, you know, is going to be really important is having some semblance of statewide programming. We piloted a um, series of workshops in which young people from across the state, whether or not there was Juntos in their county, um, were able to um, go onto Zooms and hear from higher education professionals. So, 
Um, we have, you know, over two dozen um, public as well as a plethora of um, technical colleges and um, several private colleges throughout the state. It's good, it will be a, an asset to us, especially, you know, now that we've really utilized a lot of this technology during the pandemic um, that, you know, while it is advantageous to be able to go on a college tour somewhere across the state, um, if that person that's all the way on the other side of the state can come to you and join you in a Zoom meeting, if a student from that, um, that college or university can meet a high school student and their family, um, it opens up, you know, a ton of possibilities. And um, I, I would love to see that work continue on some level, even as we move back to, you know, localized in-person programming. I'd say Sarah and Joe, I mean, rounded out most of it. I think the biggest thing is kind of the long-term relationship building and bridge building that needs to happen in Juntos is kind of one of the biggest things and letting extension educators know that it's not just a drop-in program or something that you do once and forget about, um, that it requires you know several years maybe to, to get a, a program up and running. So I think that's one of the biggest things. What extension best practices are emerging as you all implement Juntos in Wisconsin? So I would say um, one thing that is very special about extension is its emphasis on positive youth development and um, one particular aspect of positive youth development um, is youth adult partnerships um, oftentimes you know I've, I've been in nonprofits and higher ed and college access for about a decade and a half and um, you know I think it's very it's very important that we break out of the notion that youth are just empty vessels waiting to be filled. Um, we have to really think about and, and reframe youth as agents of their own destiny, as human beings, while not fully developed, who have their own talents, their own skills, their own wants, their own desires. And also recognizing that their family is a huge part of it. And by having a, a dialogue, having a conversation with a young person, you know, their, their parents, grandparents, other family members, um, the school, extension staff, higher education institutions, um, you, you know, it's, it's really a conversation about where it is that you want to go, what it is that you want out of your life, and how can we be an asset to help you get there, rather than we're giving you this prescriptive thing that we know you need to be able to be successful. Now, we know that higher education, you know, is important, and statistically, it is something that, um, you know, has leads to better outcomes in life. However, you know, we need to ensure that we're listening to young people as they move along that path or choose not to. And that we're, um, you know, really working side by side with them rather than just telling them what to do. 
I think the biggest thing that's working is the relational nature of extension. So we're in the communities, we're talking with these people and it's not just jumping in, doing a program, jumping out. It's being there for, um, you know, going to various programs or soccer games or seeing them in the grocery store and, and talking and having a lot of these long-term we're here, we're not going anywhere. Let's do something and build something together. So I think uh, what jumps out to me is uh, with Juntos is the family engagement workshops. And um, so with the family engagement workshops, you know, Extension has experience running parent education programs. And um, essentially this is, it's kind of what it is, right? It's a family education program. So I think that we draw on that experience of being able to engage families in these types of programs that are multi-week, and I think that Juntos is an, a really nice program because we know that these family-focused programs have a strong impact, probably even a stronger impact where you just have the youth learning alone or the parent learning alone when you're bringing them all together. Um, you know, they're able to kind of reinforce each other's learning. And I think that brings a lot of strength to the program. And I think also culturally, it's a really nice way to learn um, with our Latinx audiences too, where the whole family is engaged. Um, and also, you know, when our families are participating in Juntos together, then they're able to start, you know, these conversations that we want them to have about their students' goals. And it really gets that family moving forward together, um, looking toward the future. Adam, Joe, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing the work that you're doing with the Juntos program in Wisconsin. We're going to go ahead and drop you off, and Deanna and I are going to head to our next destination. Okay, Deanna, do you want to stop here for a minute? Sure, let's do it. Deanna, what are your thoughts after hearing from Washington State and Wisconsin? To hear the ideas of really connecting to all the universities, not just our land grant, but how do we connect with all these universities that are in our states and engage them in a conversation around um, the reality that these students have the potential of enrolling in their universities and how are we going to invest um, and be part of their success because the reality is that their success is going to lead to the state's success right we know that so we've got one more stop on this trip and we've got to head back west to idaho are you feeling up for it <laughs> i'm gonna take that as a yes let's do it So on our next episode, we're going to wrap up this Juntos road trip with a stop at the University of Idaho to connect with the Juntos program there. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you in Idaho.